Hi, and welcome to my podcast, The Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm glad you found me. I'm Renee Beery, and I love empowering women to take on home projects, both large and small. I have been the only girl on the job site for the past 27 years, and I have seen it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. With my help, I hope you will be able to avoid the mistakes I've seen in the past and go into your project confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your project is as smooth and successful as possible. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. So this is episode 13, lucky 13. And I have to say, I have never bought into the whole curse concept around the number. In fact, I actually never really gave much thought to the idea until I lived in New York City. So did you know, maybe I'm the only one that didn't realize that the majority of apartment buildings, I'm assuming this is around the country as well, do not have a 13th floor. So the theory is who would want to live on the 13th floor and the fear of bad luck that would come their way. But am I the only one who applies logic to this whole theory and therefore realizes that whoever lives on the 14th floor actually lives on the 13th floor? I mean, really, is that such a big stretch to to figure out? So I guess the theory is it's more important to hit a button in the elevator that's marked 14 and not 13 and basically trick people into thinking that they have avoided this curse of bad luck. So this, I guess, falls into the whatever works category. And I would love to know when this got started in the world. And if anyone listening now lives on a 14th floor and never realized this trick, my apologies. But fear not, it's just an old wives tale. And I'm confident that you're going to be okay. All right, now that we have solved that mystery, and I'm excited to share my 13th episode and do not feel that there is anything wrong or unlucky about 13. Today, we're going to get into the very first steps of any renovation, and that is choosing which project to do right now. It seems like an easy enough thing to do, right? I'm sure you're thinking, well, duh, I just pick one from my list. Well, obviously, you will be picking one from your list, but it isn't as simple as arbitrarily picking one out. And today, you're going to figure out why. And in the coming weeks, you are going to find out about a free challenge I've created to guide you through this really important process. But before that, today, we're going to cover why this is so important. So whether I'm talking with friends or with clients, I'm often asked to help them decide which home renovation project they should start next. And you know what I'm talking about, right? We, we all have this ever-growing list of things that we want to fix or get rid of or add on to, et cetera, in your home. And literally, as I walk around my own home, I'm adding to my ongoing list. And so I often joke that I need to hire an interior designer to come take care of my projects for me. Because you know the old story about shoemaker's children syndrome. I am the perfect example of that problem. So a little backstory, I moved into my home 12 years ago, actually this month. But I had a two-year-old and I was six months pregnant and working mostly full-time. So you can imagine I didn't have a whole lot of spare time to whip everything into shape in my new home. I did make time, you know, for the big 
ticket items, right? The painting, everything, updating all the light fixtures, new appliances, et cetera. But the little things that didn't impact my day-to-day, they got shoved way back to the end of the list. Now, have I accomplished all of those original items on the list? Well, if I'm being honest, and I'd have to tell you no. That list still exists and, of course, has been added onto over the years. Luckily, this is completely normal and why I wanted to share this, because it's normal even for interior designers. So, of course, it's logical that we would all discuss our lists with each other, right? I mean, for one reason, it's fun. It's fun to talk about making changes to our homes. We are inundated with magazines and Pinterest and HGTV. We see all these great things. So whether they actually happen or not, quite frankly, doesn't even matter. Comparing notes and resources and ideas can help people fine-tune their lists. And actually, more often than not, they add on to their lists when they realize their friend has a great idea that they'd never thought of. So if I'm involved in the conversations, they always start with, Renee, what do you think about fill-in-the-blank project? And that could be as simple as painting the living room a new color, or as complex as ripping off the back of the home to add a large addition. And while those projects are clearly at opposite ends of the spectrum, as far as size and complexity and cost, for some reason, they're always all on the same list, right? I mean, it's actually kind of funny because that would be like putting get milk and buy a cow on the same grocery list. I mean, do you see that? So, of course, you never consider getting milk and buying a cow in the same category. But for some reason, any project at all that has to do with your home gets all lumped together onto a list. And and quite frankly, I'm guilty of this as well. And because all home renovation projects are on this one long list, most people I talk to They just assume that all of their projects are huge and therefore, quote, could never happen anytime soon. And that's what ultimately gets people stuck or frozen. And then, of course, frustrated because they associate the completion of projects with a better quality of life, which they have just decided isn't happening anytime soon. So this cycle of excitement over a new idea or project and how it would improve the quality of their life is quickly replaced with frustration, thinking the project could never happen, and therefore, whatever improvement it would bring is also never happening anytime soon. Meanwhile, they are still living in that home where they just determined something needed to be fixed, added onto, etc. This cycle is something that can definitely be improved upon, I promise. It's actually not that difficult. You just have to know the steps to take in addition to getting out of your own way and your own negative thought patterns. No big deal, right? But I will say the steps are the easy part, and those are the ones that I can help you with and cover in detail in this upcoming free challenge. The negative thoughts, they're a bit tougher, but the point of this challenge is actually to do the work as a group and lean on each other for ideas and strategies to overcome even the toughest negative thoughts. You know the saying, there are strength in numbers, and it really does pay off. So we just talked about how projects on people's lists are so important, and the most typical reasons I hear all have to do with how people would be able to live differently in their home. 
how it would improve the quality of their life. I'm often told things like, gee, if I add on to my kitchen, then my family could all sit together for meals because we'd finally have room for a big enough table. Or if I added a bathroom, then my two kids wouldn't have to share one anymore. And I wouldn't have to hear them fighting about who's spending more time in the bathroom, right? Now, this one is personal as someone who shared a bathroom with my sister for the majority of our lives growing up, I can attest to the calmer life we would have had if we'd been able to get our own bathroom. So are you already hearing the whys in your head right now as you're thinking through your list? These are real feelings and hold real importance to you. And I get it. I actually agree doing the right home renovation projects truly can improve the quality of your life. Now, not every project will have that dramatic effect on your life. I mean, changing the color of your dining room won't revolutionize your life, but it might make you smile when you walk by the room or feel like showing it off to friends and entertaining more often. And there's definitely tangible value in that, even if it's not earth-shattering life changes. So I never want to downplay the small projects on people's lists because I see the value they bring into people's lives. They can also be a slow way to educate a person into my world of construction. So starting small is not a bad idea. These projects can also be seen as easy wins. And who doesn't like an easy win or two or three? But simply having a laundry list of dream projects and never acting on any of them serves no purpose for anyone other than to frustrate yourself. And projects are inherently frustrating. The costs, the hassle, the inconvenience, the time spent managing them, the length of time they take, both estimated and the actual time they take. So starting frustrated is definitely not advisable. Trying to make sense of your laundry list of projects is really the only way to bring you to the point of being able to select the right one right now. So what do I mean by right now? Well, more often than not, I hear people tell me that they're starting their fill-in-the-blank project because the contractor had an opening in his schedule. Okay, so I usually push back and say something like, but does it work for your schedule? And more often than not, They look at me like I'm nuts. I mean, seriously, it's as if it had never occurred to them that they have a say in the matter, right? I mean, it's as if they have no idea that they are the client, you know, also known as the ones paying the bills. Seriously, I actually hear this all the time. So you may be asking yourself, well, so what? What does that matter when a project starts? Well, that does depend. I mean, perhaps it is the perfect time for you to take on that project, right? The stars aligned and it's perfect. Well, fantastic. But more likely, it's not the perfect time, but people panic and they think, oh God, if I don't take this space in their calendar, I'll never get this project done. But do you think that's true? I mean, do you really think that a contractor would say, lady, it's now or never. Sorry, you don't book me now. You'll never see me again. I mean, that sounds pretty far-fetched and highly unlikely, right? I mean, I guess if the contractor was retiring, that could possibly be true. But let's be honest here. I mean, even if that's the case, there will always be a contractor available to do your project when you are ready. 
So taking on a project that you're not ready for is actually one of the worst decisions you can make. And, and sadly, one I see people do all the time. So these are precisely the reasons I developed this upcoming free challenge. People do not appreciate how important these very early steps are. And truthfully, they likely don't even know that these are steps they should be taking. Educating women and empowering them to be as prepared and confident as possible has always been my number one priority. This is going to be a fantastic exercise that I'm really excited about. So we take a short amount of time each day. Yes, you're going to have to commit to five days in a row. Now I have, so I know you can do it too. And we will dissect the process we just went over. We will do a quick training on the best steps and then a Q&A to go over all the pressing questions that have come up throughout the week. You will have a teeny tiny amount of homework each day, but actually I promise it won't feel like homework because it will be actually moving you closer to the goalpost each day. And the best part is that at the end of the week, you will know which project is next on your agenda when the best time will be for you to take on this project. And most importantly, you can finally start planning for and dreaming about how your life will be improved by completing this project. And isn't that what we all want at the end of this? I love what I do. And now I have a means to share my experience with countless more people. I am truly living the dream. So please let me help you with these crucial steps. Stay tuned for more details on this exciting challenge. If you haven't already joined my email list, make sure you do that soon since we will be sending all the details that way. In the meantime, I hope you're working on your laundry list and preparing to join me to get started on your next project. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to reach out to me. You can email me or direct message me through social media, and we can start a conversation about what it is you're going through right now. That will also help me come up with other ideas for future podcasts that I can share with everyone, as I assure you, we're all in the same boat together. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. If you would like to find out more about me and what I can do, please go to my website, www.devignedesign.com. Thanks for listening and I hope to hear from you soon.